Two gays watch Drag Race. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Two Gays Watch Drag Race. This week, Zach is taking a little bit of a break. And so I've invited another guest to join me and be gay today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, 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 darling. It's me, your girl, Stephanie DuPont Shade. Hi. Oh my God, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, and today, you and I will be recapping RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 11, Pop Goes the Queen. Just right off the bat, um, Denali went home last week. How do we feel oh. about that elimination? I am irate, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I am angry. I am pissed. But I'm also happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was shocked, personally. I, uh, I thought she did a wonderful job on Olivia's makeover. So here's the thing. Denali, while I don't necessarily care for what she's done on this season... In that specific challenge, she did the challenge. Absolutely. She she made over Olivia, and Olivia decided not to walk out on ice skates. And (laughs) I'm like, okay, cool. Olivia failed to make Denali look like her in makeup and in clothing and failed to translate the essence or the brand. Yeah. Now, the brand. (laughs) <laughs> over now don't sit here and tell me it was a race thing because Utica and Simone did it flawlessly perfect amen and so um I think Olivia Lux should have went home even though I love her she should have went home and I'm not kind of I've said that Denali went home but it was also time for Denali to go home because she would yeah you know, you know I mean let's be honest we're we're on episode almost nine ten something like that it's like right. it's time for a lot of the girls to go home <laughs> yeah now before we dive too much further in, um, a little segment that we like to do towards the beginning of our show is we like to do a check-in with one another. And so this week, it'll be you and I checking in. And the way we like to do it, every week the contestants are judged on whether they are in the top, the safe, or in the bottom. (coughs) So emotionally, spiritually, physically, uh, astronomically, I don't know, some more words to throw in there. How are you doing this week, Miss Stephanie? You know, this week, um, I would I would like to say that I'm like somewhere between safe and on top. Um, hey. So I wouldn't necessarily be I wouldn't be dismissed to the to the back of the stage. I would you know I would stay on stage for the judges' critiques. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are, uh, are you it, really it in the middle or is it top? Are you are you safe or the top? You think you're the top? Uh, yeah, yeah, more towards the top. Definitely more towards the top. One of Absolutely. The well, we all love a good top. Now, uh, myself, um, it's been an interesting week. Um, work has been harder than ever. Did you know working in the food service industry and these people getting those $1,400 checks, some people getting those $7,000 checks for their chitlins and whatever, uh, Um, that has made it the craziest week. (laughs) I mean, I can imagine because not only are 
folks getting, you know, the good chunk of change from Uncle Joe, mm -hmm. but they're also still getting a good chunk of change from Uncle Joe that we know is taxes. <laughs> yes, it's it's a uh, uh, money's uh, just raining on me. It's everywhere now. So because of that, um, I'm tired. This bitch is tired. So I'm definitely in the bottom this week. And if I don't go home, I'll be surprised because I already packed my bags. I mean, but you know what? The world couldn't exist without a good bottom. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Um, bottoms make the world go round, <laughs> right? Fat bottom boys make the world go round. Isn't that that Beatles song? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we have a mini challenge that's a new game called are you smarter than the pit crew we sat we see the categories are all drag race girls in, from the past including uh Alyssa edwards alexis mateo and even an appearance by miss jada essence paul what do you think of this main or this mini challenge and then on top of it what do you think about the mini challenges this season Okay, so actually this mini challenge, um, I was here for. I was like, okay, cool, because it's tying into the the known concept that in order for you to audition for Drag Race, you have to know the history of Drag Race, right? So it was really, it really showed which queens did their homework, um, and it was a fun way to see which queens could, you know, act under pressure and like with a distraction, like Olivia said. She like put a fine man in front of me and I can't remember anything. So mm -hmm. I really appreciated this challenge because it was fun, it was unique, but it was uh, necessary. And I, you know, the other mini challenges this, this year, I haven't really like, they're not really memorable because I can't really remember them, but um, I feel like there's also only so much you can do in these uh, pandemic times. Mm -hmm. uh, but so far it's been fun. I haven't had a problem with them, but this one stuck out to me the most. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, I like when the show references itself. Uh, I think that's also when RuPaul enjoys himself the most. Um, yeah, the mini challenges are a little all over the place this season. I, I yeah, you know, uh, I mean. Yeah, this whole <laughs> season is all over the place. So, like, the mini challenges are definitely reflecting it properly. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, Absolutely. I mean, what other thoughts have you had so far in the season? How do you feel about the cast and everyone that's left? So, the uh, what is it, the top six now because uh, we had a queen go home. You know, I'm not not my first pick of a top six, but I'm not really upset. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of the people that I wanted in the in the beginning are there, um, and you know, because I mean, obviously, I'm I'm gonna go for everybody, black and a woman. Uh, so you know, I'm <laughs> I'm Team Simone. Oh, man, <laughs> you I know, mean, she's been killing it. She is something special. You know, like Simone has been killing it. Um, and I, you know, from, from episode one or two, I was a really big fan of Utica, mm -hmm. you know, because Utica really had 
that quirkiness that Jinx had and brought, mm-hmm. but had the fashion sense and execution of like Sasha Velour. So yeah. from an early on, Utica was one that I really wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about Olivia. Was. Um, <laughs> but artistically, uh, got Mick ever mm-hmm. since she stepped into the workroom and we, we got that white face and that neon pink and green combo and Wanda ain't slick liner. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she's just been that queen every single time. Oh, um, every time she hits the runway, I'm I'm literally gasping for air every time. I'm like, holy shit. Literally. And it's what's also beautiful is as with myself being a trans identified individual, seeing an actual out and proud trans identified individual on RuPaul's Drag Race is a breath of fresh air. And it's nice to see and I appreciate that so far they are not using her trans identity for ratings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, I understand. I, mean, I thought that they, honestly, I thought that they were really going to push that. You know, I thought they, they were too, especially because with the subtle changes, like the, ooh, girl, you know, she got seen. I mean, they changed that a long time ago. But if you notice at the uh, the runway when Rue comes out before they do the final presentation, it was like you know queens start your engines. Mm-hmm. And you made the best drag queen win. Mm-hmm. Made the best drag queen win. You know, and before it was you know gentlemen start your engines, made best woman win. Yeah. You know, I think that was an obvious change because God Mick came onto the show, but it was it was a change. It was accountable. It was done, and it wasn't really broadcast of that it was done it was just done mm-hmm. i appreciated that um absolutely but uh, yeah this season i'm this season has a very eclectic class cast class <laughs> essentially but a, a, a class as well but definitely this cast baby it's it's something else mm-hmm I agree. Um, We've had some shining moments and then um, a couple of moments that have fizzled a little bit, in my opinion. Now, the winner of this week's mini challenge is Candy Muse. Um, The one part that I didn't love was they really did force that little, they forced the joke about her not being good at math a little bit earlier in the episode. And uh, then here we are in the mini challenge and she gets a question that's Literally 12 minus 8. <laughs> she did. And it was kind of like, I don't know. I lived for that drama. I'm not going to lie. That moment was really cute for me when in the mini <laughs> challenge, because, especially because Candy was dead center. And because you could see everyone's hands move to push their button, but Candy's. So, like, it doesn't even look like she was trying to answer that question. And then all of a sudden, she was the one that was called on. And then everyone's heads just shifted. You know, like, you make a, a sound in church or something, and the whole congregation just, you know, turns to look at you. Oh, yeah. That moment, I died. And then, like, when she got it, I was like, and that's how you know you're smarter than a pickery. <laughs> you know, like, it was it was an amazing moment. I'm glad she got the answer right. At first, I was going to be like, oh, does she not know what a dozen is? Like, okay. It's a new concept for her, probably. Now, uh, I I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny too. Um, 
I just, what I noticed, and I've noticed this before, and I'm going to repeat it. It just seems like we're watching the candy show. Like, she's the only one getting the asides. She is our extreme narrator. I mean, because I feel like she's the only one that's not afraid to actually be her big personality. That, yeah, I totally get that. You know, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's, you know, a member of the former house of Aja. Like, looking at Aja and, you know, everyone else that was in that house, baby, they are bougie there. Or banshee, they're loud, outspoken New York police who don't give a flying fuck. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, what we want them to tone down? No, like she. I think, I think out of all of the queens on and off camera, she's being authentically herself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like early on in the in the season, she was a bit too abrasive. That's because that's when we got the the her versus Tanisha Tanisha Iman, right? You know, where she was like, am I arrogant? And she was like, look, little girl, you know, like, I think, yes, they're the reason she's getting all this airtime, but I think they're, instead of using got mix, they're going to use candy because mm-hmm. candy's great television. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's great television. Candy is that, she's not exactly, but she's similar to that stereotypical loud angry black woman narrative yeah. that uh-huh. that RuPaul been notorious to to push you know obviously with the vixen the vixen um I just think that they're doing it in a little bit more tasteful way mm. but it's so noticeable mm-hmm. um so yeah it's definitely interesting um and it's also really really hard not to see myself in candy so <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you I, mean by that? Sam, oh, what do you mean? I girl, I'm that girl. I'm like how she talks, her mannerisms, her isms. Um, you know, she's able to paint a pretty face, but she's not able to construct a a full on costume. Um, <laughs> you know, it's <clears throat> we have similarities, but we have a lot of differences. Um. Mm-hmm. And we definitely, I don't know. It, it's hard to say because where where we're alike is, is beautiful, but where we're different is life experience. Um, she's 26, I'm 28. And so while it's only two years, um, it's also very different culturally. She's uh, African-American and Dominican, you know, growing up in New York and, here I am multiracial growing up on the West Coast. Um, so I feel like we're just the different coast versions of, of each other. You know what I'm saying? So like she'd yeah. be the East Coast version of myself and I'm the West Coast version of her. Well, I mean, you have um, that personality, you know, you really do. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that ability to just be authentic to yourself. You know, also that ability to you know, don't let a bitch try you and will always clap back, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. not backing down from a fight, but it's always because the life we've lived has always been fight or flight. So that's all I'm going to say on Candy. That was a lot, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, you and I were having the conversation right before we started recording and uh, I share that fighting spirit. We're about to enter into Aries season and it's like, 
I'm ready. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, you know, Ares is known as the god of war, so mm-hmm. you know, it's time <laughs> to put on your put on your best garment and time to stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this week RuPaul announces to the queens that the maxi challenge is going to be all about good old branding. Uh, they will each need to create and market a new soft drink. They'll also need to produce a 45-second commercial for it. Now, um, the soft drinks this week, I'm going to just run down through them, and then we'll discuss. We have Got Mix, Got Sex, Sex Juice, which I don't think that that's a bad title, personally. We've got Candy Muse's The K-Special. We've got Olivia Lux's Live. We've got Rosé's Rosade. Simone's Sweet Tooth, oh my God, and Tina Burner's Burning Up, and Utica's Uticaan. Now, um, who stood out for the right reasons? Who stood out for the wrong reasons? What do you think about having to create a soda? Odd, no? (laughs) It's really odd because I feel like in the past, they were able, I don't know, I know that we had the perfume challenge, then there was uh, was season five where you had to create your own. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, the soda was a weird one, but I mean, you know what, it happened, we did it, and, you know, I think there were some really great ones, and there were some that were just not, not okay. I'm gonna go ahead and start this off and just say that I don't know what Utica was thinking mm-hmm. or doing. Um, watching the creation of that commercial was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, watching her watching her go through all her takes was a little uncomfortable. I appreciate how the final edit came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was. It was a little all over. And I don't mean uncomfortable in a bad way. Yeah. Right. And when I say uncomfortable, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like I mean, I it was like so uncomfortable, but I just wanted to keep watching. Ah! You know, because you know, because it's Utica. Um, I will say, in forgotten mix soda. Mm-hmm. I think what would have saved her soda and branding if. She would have just kept repeating the title over and over again. I agree. You know, like wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man from yep. you know, from Family Guy. Yeah, how they say it like seventeen times in a row. I think so. I think she had a really great concept, and it was there. There was just no like stick. Yeah. Um, took herself a little and then, seriously. Uh, Olivia's can. Right, Olivia's can should have just been canned. Um, I hated it. Honestly, Olivia's was my least favorite. And I was just like, you know, she wants to be happy. So I'm like, (laughs) right. And I'm like, okay, so you're, you're selling liquid crack. Like, why don't, like, what are you, what are you getting? Like, I don't, I don't know. It was weird. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't able to translate it well, you know, from in the, in the video. Yeah. I just wasn't. I wasn't about it, but Rosé. Yes, let's talk about some of the highlights. Baby, Rosé is a production queen. 
That is what I think of her as. I know she likes to label herself a, is it fashion clown? I'm not buying that. But yeah, a fashion queen, I mean, I'm getting it. Baby, when you have been on America's Got Talent and you have toured the country with two other drag queens, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know TV. You know what you're doing. 100%. You, you know what I'm saying? She knows what her brand is. Like, I mean, I feel like Rosé decided to watch seasons one through 12 mm. and picked one queen from each season who was the weakest link and took their weakest efforts and made her her greatest strength. Mm. And I, I just think that's how she's just flourished, you know? I mean... In it, a lot of hard work is coming together and paying off. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, you know, like, I mean, can we just talk about our snatch game for two seconds? Like, Mary, Mary Queen of Scots, like, you made her current. Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? And she was clever, she was funny, she kept talking about losing her head, and it was like, oh, absolutely. you know, like, she did, you know, she did that character just as well as Bendela Creme did Maggie Smith. It, yes, I, I completely agree. And it was memorable in that regard, too. And it was a real Scottish accent. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so I was really happy with Rosé's production of her commercial this year or this season. Um, and How can baby, we not talk about Simone? Baby. Everybody's got one. Oh, my God. Um, When she walked onto set, I had three brain aneurysms simultaneously. (laughs) First of all, that beat was everything. Second of all, she was looked, she she reminded me of Aaliyah dressed in leather. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's a good like all day. On your best day, it's a good one. Okay. And and then that hair. <laughs> the texture on that hair. And I'm just like, ooh, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on top of it, she just has this ease when she's performing. She makes me comfortable watching her. And she takes uh, direction. Unbelievable said like no 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 baby dead face and it i mean i don't know how many takes it took for her to get that but we saw one take and she did it like that so to me it just seemed like it was automatic and there was no need to keep going because she got it on the first try you know i mean it was it was everything so like her for me absolutely uh besides that uh Miss Candy Muse, I think, I mean, I watched her, her commercial was the first one that I watched twice because it was, uh, it was really funny. Um, Are you ready to party? And she's like, yeah, I want to. (laughs) You better believe it. Yes. And wearing the cheetah print, first of all, that's another similarity to her and I cheetah print you know me and my cheetah print. yeah <laughs> you know i i mean she was wearing my outfit and i will be expecting it back candy i'm just kidding <laughs> um, but like she was one word to describe her her is commitment mm. she was fully committed 
to being the K special and not the special K. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she knew she knew it was it was dark waters, dark territories, but the name. But she took it to a place where it's like, all right, bitches, this is exactly what we're getting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is exactly my brand. And I love the fact that she threw in the VIP room. Yes. You it know? tastes like a VIP section in a can. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's in reference to her iconic viral moment of being a meme, like just sitting in VIP by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, I was here for it. Nobody asked me, me, how's my day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, giving me that Crystal La Beja vibe, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Overall, I... I think that we had some really strong showings with the commercials and I wasn't expecting it. I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I kind of expected everyone to flop and we had at least three or four of the girls do pretty incredible, um, pretty incredible branding this week. Oh, I, didn't love, I didn't love Tina Burner's burning up though. I mean, okay. So to counteract that, I say, mm-hmm. Would you have loved it had this challenge been earlier in the season? So mm-hmm. you didn't feel like you were getting so much of repetitiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Because honestly and truly, Tina's my number one because she's the only one that knew what the fuck her brand was. I feel that. Before okay. going into this. Tina Burner has been in this game. Oh, see, okay, no. Now we get yeah, to the part off. of the podcast where <laughs> I'm taking the wig off and the gloves off and the lashes <gasps> off because I am angry, Okay. I am sick and tired of RuPaul bringing in all these queens that have been doing this for damn near as long as her, mm-hmm. okay, and then not giving them the flowers that they deserve, mm-hmm. right? Tina Burner came in the drag race week one, knowing exactly who she was, knowing exactly what she could bring, what she could do. You see what I'm saying? I do. I, there were multiple times in the in the maxi challenges where tina should have won Mm. there were multiple times where she should have been in the top and she was safe i don't know why tina burner was snubbed like black people are usually snubbed at the oscars Mm. what is it (laughs) what's the thing girl what what, Mm. what's going on you Mm. know like i just i don't know maybe i'm just not seeing what I don't know I don't know but I think think we've had some uh I think we've had some very interesting uh decisions made this season that is um now on the runway this week the theme is beast couture beast um I I love to think that it's you know an homage to Alyssa obviously the beast is now what was your first thought what would you have done if if you were there for beast couture oh if I was there for beast couture you know I didn't actually think about that um I think you know I probably would have done something similar to what Olivia Lux did Mm -hmm. um and went for like that Monsters Inc kind of moment i thought that was really cute and really smart right but i think i would have meshed mine with like mine would have been like a combination of sully from monsters inc mixed with uh howie mendel's character from uh little monsters mm, the yes. movie with Frank savage i don't okay so it is little monsters yeah yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. 
yeah. So I would have combined both of those, you know what I'm saying? Because they would have been like that, the grunge gutter punk version of Philly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like Beast Couture. I'm, I mean, honestly, I probably would have ended up in something a lot like a lot like what Utica wore with that sort of Maleficent inspired thing. And I know it's not the most creative thing, but uh, I'm also not a drag queen. So, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, what Utica wore, I appreciated. You know what I'm saying? It was the idea was there, the construction was there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the execution from her mind's eye to the garment was actually perfect. I thought her makeup was super cool. Utica's makeup was great this week. Had like those kind of the teardrops going and stuff. I thought that that looked really, honestly, very editorial. Kind of looked like a stigmata Medusa. Yeah. Oh, it should have been Medusa. Now that would have been something. Okay, um, and that would have been everything. But Medusa's not furry, so it'd have been a it'd have been interesting to see how she would have done that. Mm, decent fur, very good point. Now, where were we landing on Miss Candy Muse? Miss Candy she Muse walks won. out. Um, I'm trying to remember the story she gave. She was like, "I'm saving my good Judy drag monster." Yeah, I don't. I don't. She walked out and. She literally looked like a crash dummy. Yeah. And I was like, um... After the wreck. Like, if we're just going off with the, the runways alone, Candy should have gone home just off of that look. Yes. <laughs> like it, she's, she's very fortunate that the um, the uh, the challenge played in her favor because I don't know, absolutely. this sort of sex doll that she was carrying around, I just was not there for. Baby, I don't know what it is about some of her runway looks this whole season but i'm just like girl when she misses she misses it i'm like did you did you no you was coming in false drag race uh up next speaking of somebody who like really did come prepared for drag race we have two outfits back to back that i super i super love we have tina burner coming out in her uh looks like friday uh what is that game uh Freaky Nights at Freddy's or something like that. There's a video game that it reminds me a great deal of. But it's just the kind of stitched together. Um, I don't know. It looks like she put all of her stuffed animals together. I mean, I feel like she looks like a rodeo clown version of Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm mm-hmm. living. Okay. Okay. Now, something that I've heard said is the makeup wasn't strong enough for the look. Do you agree? I, mean, I feel like she heavily, heavily relied on that white eyeliner with that big ass 301 on her bottom lash yeah yeah it was a little distracting in that regard i thought that the the look was very cool um could have been executed just maybe slightly better and well, then we the whites under her eyes just made it look cross-eyed mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know aesthetically it just wasn't there it was the mark was missed definitely mm-hmm. and then we have simone Walking on the main stage, full furry representation for that is, I believe this is the first time we've really seen this on Drag Race. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, first and only thing that came to mind, Lola Bunny Space Jam. Nice. 
Yes, yes. Who they have desexualized for the new movie that's coming out. Um, but I was happy to see Simone serve the sex up on a platter. Um, oh my God, she looked Maybe. so good. The the earrings. Oh. I was obsessed. She had giant hoop earrings in the ears, and I was like, oh my God. You know, she you thought she, it through. She knew exactly what she was doing. And I'm sure she has a fan base now um, that, you know, it loves to see the representation. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Then we have Got Mick coming out wearing some eyeballs and teeth. So Got Mick's runway was my favorite runway of the evening. Nice. High praise. Um, yeah, it was... It very much reminded me of the uh, butterfly from Bugs Life. Mm, yes. It was, and you know, obviously it's no secret, butterfly is a symbol of transformation. Gottmik being, you know, a trans-identified individual. I just, uh, it was a whole moment for and me. And you know something that I'm loving from Gottmik is the fact that Gottmik has come out bare-chested I would say half of the time, honestly. Um, and and one, yet... And it's just one of the guys, and I'm here for it. Exactly. So Everyone's cool. treating it absolutely normal like it is. And then beyond that, it's... Oh, my God. They do it in a way that it hasn't become a crutch or a gimmick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like every time that they come out this way, it's because the outfit makes sense that way. Right. You know? And... Uh, They've got the body. They like to wear it. <laughs> and we love to see it. Also, can we talk about that chest contour? Oh, my gosh. Baby, it yes. looks like a, real, like a real chest plate was on that child's chest. I 100% mm -hmm. mm -hmm. agree. During the challenge, I was like, those bosoms, they are heaving. <laughs> um, and then, of course, like we were discussing, we have Miss Olivia Lux coming out. Doing serving her best Sully from Monsters Inc. Yes, uh, I thought she looked phenomenal, uh, and it was so much fun to watch Olivia, like they said, push herself outside of her own boundaries. That yeah. was really fun and unexpected. I wasn't expecting her to go so far. Yeah, no, not not that far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, the devil is in the details, and the devil's on the main stage. We have Rosé to the main stage, serving my favorite look I've seen from her the whole season. Baby, she was serving Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers, having a love child with Lucifer himself. Yeah, and looking good. And... <laughs> looking good and feeling gorgeous like it was uh, the prosthetic ear the the perfectly blended red makeup mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying I all the scenes, all, everything god i feel like she knew she when she walked out on that runway she was going to be the most expensive thing on that main stage I can get behind that, absolutely. And she knew every mark. She knew every turn. She looked at every single judge. It was, oh, yes. It was, it was amazing. I was here for it. It was a good thing. 
So the judges ranking this week, it sees us with Simone, Rosé, and Miss Candy Muse in the top. We have in the bottom, Utica and Tina Burner. And then safe, of course, um, are, are a couple other queens. Now, do you think that these are the right rankings? Was there anything you would have changed? Yeah. Um, so, um... We talked about how Candy's outfit was so bad. Yeah, like Candy, I would have had, we're talking about the main stage alone, Candy should have been in the bottom. Um, But if we're talking about the whole episode as a whole, it should have been Got Mick and Utica lip syncing for their life. Um, I would throw in Olivia's because I just, her commercial was just so... It, her commercial reminded me of her Snatch Game, where it was like, what are you doing? I mean, yes, but also, if we're going with it, Utica has had more negative critiques than Olivia has over the whole season, over the season as a whole. Um, so key. going with that, it would make more sense to put Gottmik there and have Gottmik fight for her life. Because she lived at the top of the charts when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race this season. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? She's been yeah. consistent. Um, but, you know, that's not how it was. Um, Utica and Tina were in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the song they lip synced to, I don't know why they chose that song. Yeah. That was a weird song choice for me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have chosen that. And um, also, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Tina Burner lit up that dance floor. I, she oh. lit it up. She gave you everything. She was like, look, I have been doing this for a couple of decades. And I'm going to take all of that experience from everywhere I have gone. And I'm going to put it on this stage. Yeah, I'm I was, um, well, since we've arrived there, the winners of the challenge this week are Simone and Rosé. I yeah. love it because honestly, I couldn't pick between either of them either. They both kind of did something very different from one another. Rose was having fun, making fun of herself for the first time in a way that we really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And Simone, I mean, Simone was just knocking it out the park. She just knows who yeah. she is and right. branding challenge. She knows her brand. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, we have an odd lip sync song this week and it is My Humps. By the Black Eyed Peas. God. I would 100% agree with you. Tina Burner, she literally set the stage on fire. Literally. I mean. And I would say that even if her last name wasn't Burner. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, The suit was huge and she made it work. She busted out all them dance moves. It actually brought to mind um, one of the first times we saw Peppermint lip sync during the Madonna challenge. And, you know, she busted out those old dance moves. We saw Tina, like you said, she took all of her knowledge from, I don't know, what is it, 300 years that she's been performing drag? And um, (laughs) Give or take a decade. (laughs) Give or take a decade, I'm, I'm sure. And then she combined it all. And I don't know, I, there was, there was a couple of moments where I was like, okay, I see what we're seeing in Utica. I see it because it's like when it was, okay, for instance, when it was the Fergie lines, mm-hmm. Utica was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Overall, I just, I thought it was Tina Burner's song to win. I feel like 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Part of me, you know, I even had thought, I was like, mm, did Utica pay off Rue? But no, it's not the case. But like, it was, it was, it looked, it all, it was almost like that, you know, like watching this lip sync was almost like watching the Patriots win the Super Bowl yet again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it, it I mean, yeah, you won, but you didn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we were all watching. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, I was, gagged and that's a new sensation for me because I don't have a gag reflex so like baby oh, when I say I was gagged uh, gagged you're so funny <laughs> well you know you gotta be funny when you're funny looking so <laughs> oh my god I, kidding, I completely agree now uh do you have any other final thoughts about this episode in particular or just the season overall you know I mean yeah this uh this season has been one for the history books. Um, yes. I think this season has definitely been a learning curve in more ways than one. Mm. Um, AKA, if we're still living in a global pandemic, maybe not doing a makeover challenge. Um, <laughs> throwing it out there. I agree. Um, you know, but... Uh, I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes because it it has the potential yeah. to be one of the greatest that we've seen. Because while with the remaining six that are left, which are Candy Muse, Utica, Gottmik, uh, Simone, Rosé, and... Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> yeah, the one I don't want there. <laughs> you know, I feel like each queen has, I think they all have some like untapped potential. You know what I'm saying? Or like one major look, or maybe like one or two major looks left. Because mind you, we only have two more weeks before we're in top four, and then it's what, hop, skip, and a jump to the finale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so I'm really excited to see like what's gonna happen, what's gonna go on. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say now, uh, I'm calling it for Simone. Mm. I think Simone is going to be the winner. Um, unfortunately, I believe Olivia Lux is going to be her runner up. Mm. Um, and I do say unfortunately because, well, it's my opinion. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I think going into this, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they do this. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, root, I'm rooting for Simone. Um, I'm I definitely Mick stands a strong chance, though. I think I, Scott Mick is one of those people who, if they make it to the end, and we turn and look back at everything that they have presented, specifically, I am thinking of the runways. There's not a single time that Gamek has gotten on that runway looking less than perfect. Oh, she's definitely having her Sasha Valor moment. Yeah. You know, she's definitely having that. But I I never thought Gamek could do wrong. And since she did do wrong, now I'm just like, hold on. Did I glorify you too early? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Did I make you like, okay, cool. Because mind you also, we have seen her do well in garments that she brought yeah. to the show. 
not necessarily garments that she's made on the show. Well, the outfit with the makeover challenge, uh, that wasn't Candy Muse who put most of that together. I mean, I mean. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see, like you said, where it unfolds from here because yeah, it could take us on any journey, depending on what these challenges are. Um, there's at least two or three queens who could take this. You know, and, and I'm, still, I'm still holding out hope that they're going to bring back somebody other than the curveball. I do too. I actually I, really I, want that this season myself as well. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just like, oh, just throw them a curveball, just like, boom. You know, like when we saw Pork Chop in the Snatch Game, I was like, oh, yes, bring her back. That was bring awesome. Back. That was really fun. Yeah. Now, before we wrap things up officially, there mm-hmm. is a Queen of the Week segment that we like to do. Now, the way that we do this is going through everyone who's left, and for whatever reason you want, uh, we choose one queen, they don't have to be the winner, but uh, we choose one queen to put a highlight on just because we really enjoyed whatever it was that they brought this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I am going to say my queen of the week is Simone. And my reason for that is, I mean, she brought something new to the runway. She did representation for people who have yet to have it on Drag Race, which, mm-hmm. you know, for our community, um, it is it is a big deal to have that kind of a platform. Uh, so I'm going to say Simone. And on top of it, they're, they're funnier than they have any right to be. Like, they, she does not need to be that funny, but she is. So, right. um, yeah, my queen of this week, 100% Simone. What about you, Steph? You know, I think my queen of the week, I'm going to just have to stick with Candy. Mm. She, uh, baby, let me tell you something. Uh, being the big girl myself, it is not easy to put your behind on a stool and lean back and act like you're falling while still maintaining your balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when she did that, I was like, girl, that wasn't easy for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. was... And just, I don't know, just her level of commitment to her whole commercial, I just appreciated. Not saying that no other queen didn't have it, but like from her specifically, I just appreciated it very much. I was very impressed. I was like, oh, wow, you recorded the voiceovers and and you answering them. I was like, I don't know if I could have done that that smartly. That was really intelligent, Candy. You know, it, like, and it just showed that she knew exactly what she was doing when she was helping Got Mick. You know what I'm saying? When they were storyboarding, like mm-hmm. Candy knew what to do and was telling her, like, oh, do this, 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 and this, this, yada, yada, yada. You know, and then Gottmik was like, oh, well, I'm doing it this way and just made it harder on herself. So, like, Candy, she's my queen of the week. I, I 100% agree. And I'm just thrilled to see where the rest of the season takes us, like we mentioned before. Yeah, you know, and I hope that, you know, Olivia gets to stop whining and complaining about not being seen as a threat and just goes home. Ah! Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Stephanie, uh, can you go ahead and let the listeners know where they can keep up with you, how they can support you, follow you? Yes, um, you can find me on Facebook under my name, which is Stephanie Calhoun. Um, you can find me on 
Instagram at Miss Stephanie underscore at Miss Ms. Stephanie J underscore three M I Z Z S T E F H A N N I E J underscore three. Um, you can it's find okay. me on TikTok at Miss Stephanie J. It's okay. All of this, you don't have to remember it off the top of your head. It'll all be listed in yes in the in description box. Um, and I will be going ahead and adding my uh my PayPal and my cash app in case you want to you know just throw some coins because she's got some things that she needs some resources for mm-hmm. in these trying times makeup ain't free you know g- good drag ain't cheap and cheap drag ain't good and <laughs> you know um but yeah and uh another way you can support me also even if you don't follow me on my socials or send me any money you can hashtag stop asian hate hashtag black lives matter Amen. hashtag trans lives matter and hashtag end white terrorism oh my god yeah and you know uh do not submit your silence because if you are silent then that means you you know you you're are on the side of the oppressors yeah, yeah exactly um so stand up speak out and don't be afraid even if you're by yourself, don't be afraid to stand up and speak out because if it's always for the right thing, it's never for the wrong reasons. Amen. That that says it all. I want to thank you so much on behalf of us gays over here. Thank you for joining me and being the other gay today. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I will always do it, darling. Oh my God. It like honestly made my morning to be able to connect with you. Uh, we haven't had the chance in a while. So it just means the world to me. Yes. And that's today's show. And from Zachary, the other gay, it's me. I just want to give a big shout out to Stephanie for filling in today and joining the show and being our resident second gay. You are fabulous and you lend a beautiful spirit to the show that I hope I can just be here next time to experience. But it was a fabulous episode with you two and I really enjoyed listening to it. And listeners, make sure you go and support Stephanie on all the places she just told you. You can find her online. You can support Aaron at A Whole Human on Instagram and Twitter. Um, he's not a social media boy, though. It's okay. Um, and you also can support the show at Two Gays Watch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so until next week, I hope you all take care of yourselves, uh, take care of your spirit, and hopefully we will have (laughs) another fabulous episode next week with hopefully not too many shenanigans. So until then, love to you all. Bye!